This podcast is powered by the pros at Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. Arkansas owned, Arkansas operated. GoPascal.com. This is the Ruskin and Sack Podcast, brought to you by United Roofing and Waterproofing. Well, Ruskin has finally succumbed to his illness, and he is not with us today. He is uh, laying in bed, and that leaves uh, me and DQ, and we have taken all the resources, every power that we have here at ESPN Arkansas to go get the best people we can to come in and hang out and do radio for four hours, and uh, we got we got Ty. Uh, Ty will join us here in just a couple of minutes. He's going to hook up here, and we're going to talk to uh, we're going to talk to Jimmy Dykes in about twenty minutes. Get some uh, some college basketball in. Where we've got some NFL news. Dion spoke yesterday about going to the NFL. Aaron Rodgers says he'll be back in a couple of weeks. We'll uh, we'll hear from him, and uh, we'll do some other things. DQ is here. Good afternoon, DQ. Hi. How are you? I'm good. <laughs> are you? Uh, we um, I guess we need to put this to bed for the last time we've spent the last 24 hours just sort of watching the entire Razorback world spin. Hunter Yurchek is not leaving. It was a joke. Relax. Uh, we have received a lot of hate DMs today, and a, lo- a lot of people, I guess they just don't understand sarcasm. But um, that is, uh, that's, that's where we'll, uh, we'll start. Uh, uh, Ty says he should be ready, so we'll, uh, we'll find out. We'll talk to him here in just a second. Uh, we had women's basketball last night. Arkansas opened up their season. The seventy uh, five point win, eighty one seventy six over ULM. Uh, we'll uh, we'll we'll recap that. Plus, it's signing day. Happy signing day, everybody! Uh, Arkansas got uh, one on each side. Both the men and women got uh, got one player. And of course, I'm going to get uh, get the name wrong for the young lady that signed. She's from the Netherlands, and I'll absolutely uh, butcher that. But you can get in touch with us 866-285-4005. That's the phone number. Uh, Be wants to know if Ruskin's hearing at half speed again. All right, so this is the way it went down. 7 o'clock, it might have been before 7, because I had just gotten back from dropping my daughter off. I get a text, says, I'm not coming in today. So to clarify, I just said, hey, can you not do the show, or are you going to be, you know, we have remote equipment you can do from not doing the show. I'm like, cool, no problem. Then I started uh, started farming out everything I possibly could to uh, to get as much help as we could, and we got Ty. And as soon as we get his equipment hooked up, uh, he'll join us, and we'll talk about uh, some Razorback recruiting. We can get into some basketball. I actually watched... When I watched, I watched St. John's last night. I watched Rick Pitino. I didn't realize this. Rick Pitino's like 70, he's like 73 years old. Man, looks he looks terrible. Then I watched a little bit of Georgetown, kind of got into the hoops last night, ready to, after one game in the SEC, tell you that uh, the SEC is overrated because Oregon beat Georgia, and uh, we'll, we'll do all of that stuff. Uh, we are going to talk about the sexiest man alive. DQ wants to talk about that. Uh, that came out today. DQ right now has a be- just a beaming grin on her face. Uh, DQ, did your person win? No. Who was supposed to win? Well, Pedro Pascal was supposed to win. Now, for those who don't know, Pedro Pascal is the Mandalorian. But mostly he's in The Last of Us, which is, like, what made everyone... That's your opinion. ...fall in love with him. Most importantly, he was in The Mandalorian. Oh, no. Yes. The Last of Us was a lot more popular. Probably. I don't think so. The Star Wars nerds are everywhere. Streaming was huge on The Mandalorian. That's where I know him from. Is uh, Now, you say he should have won. Yeah. All right, help me out with this because I don't understand how this process works. We're going to get into the list. There's some people on there that we would know, general people would know. Um, so, like, Patrick Dempsey was named Sexiest Man Alive, right? Yeah. But he's won before. Has he? Yes. Okay, because I was confused. It seems like he should have been winning, like... I don't know, five years ago, six, seven, eight years ago at the height of Grey's Anatomy, which okay. he probably did. But Grey's Anatomy is kind of like people still watch it, but it's not uh, it, it's, it's not it's not still in production. It's not right? at its peak. No, I think it is. Is it really? Yeah. OK, but um, Grizz and Barling says uh, Pedro was also in Game of Thrones. He was also in Narcos, Narcos which okay. is now that I've really popular. You know what I started watching last night? Somebody's going to have to tell me. Um, I just started watching. um Reacher, Jack, the Jack Reacher series on Prime. I like this. I like this a lot. I mean, there's a lot of blood and you know, punching people in the face. It's not bad. All right. I'm told that Ty is with us. Uh, good afternoon, Ty. What's up, Zach? What's with, up? With all DQ? of our resources, you're the best we could get. Yeah, that's pretty. But bad. I am, I'm I'm very grateful that you have decided to hop on at least for the two o'clock hour, and uh, we'll we'll see how long I can keep you captive. 
Yeah, um, Patrick Dempsey can't buy me love. That was uh, that's one of my favorite rom coms. Uh, like Thirty years that ago, was man. so long ago, Ty. Nineteen eighty-seven. It's a great movie. Still, it still holds up this day. I know him from Meatballs, which was a early eighties. Oh. Yeah, it was Meatballs. Um, early eighties. I think Bill Murray was in those movies. So, um, yeah. All right. So we'll uh, we'll we'll talk about all that now. Ty, I delivered some bad news to Ty earlier, and I want to make up for it by telling you that Jalen Shelley has committed. He's six eight uh, swingman out of uh, Link Academy. It is signing day for the men and the women. Uh, six eight out of Link Academy. This now you I mean, you know this better than I do. Um, yeah. This Link Academy thing seems to be a pipeline for Eric Musselman and the basketball team. Yeah, you got uh, Jordan Walsh uh, from Link Prep, and uh, there a couple of prep schools. You think about Sunrise Christian Academy, where Layden Blocker just came from. He was a Little Rock Christian kid. That's where Grady Dick, the Kansas shooting guard, also went to school. These prep schools are going to be more and more. Moses Moody went to Montverde, and this will be interesting, Zach, because you don't have any Arkansas kids in this class committed, and Nor Boatain is I, – I don't know if he signed just yet. He's the young man from Little Rock Central. He's committed He's to Missouri. Missouri. Did he sign with yeah. Mizzou? Yeah, okay. and, so. and, and that's I, – I was told that that was just sort of a – you know, we got the guy, the uh, – what's his name? Elohim out of um, out of California, and that took the spot, uh, you know, that, that Botang was kind of 1A to his 1. And yeah. uh, if they could get Elohim, they wanted him, and, uh, and then Botang had to go find another place to play. And I'm curious, with Arkansas fans – how this bodes amongst high schools. Next year, you've got a few, one in your own backyard, yep. Springdale High School. Um, you've got uh, Terion Burgess, the young man from Benton in the class of 2025. He's like 6'8 lefty. He's a stud. So if Arkansas, like this year was kind of a one-off because you only had one four-star, and that's Boatane. But next year with a couple, if they don't recruit or sign any Arkansas kids, I'm curious how fans will react. They don't, I don't think they'll care that much if this not team if you're keeps winning. on. Not, not yeah, if you're they, winning. This keeps on winning, but I, I said something this morning, Zach, and I don't know if you agree or not. I think maybe the max of high school kids must signs from here on out is three. I think it's going to be more like two each year. He had and such a bad time last year with that yeah. group, and it, it's it it was the individuals, not the collective. But I think he's I think he's kind of settled on the idea that he wants a more mature team than than the young guys. You know, it's how you want to build your team, how you want to build your program. But I think you're going to see maybe one, maybe two freshmen, and he'll do the rest mm-hmm. in the portal. I do have a funny story to tell both of you that concerns our own Derek Ruskin. All right, go ahead. All right, so I'm walking in Walmart earlier just getting a few toiletries and supplies for use of work, and this uh, this kind lady comes up to me and said, are you, are you the radio guy? And I was like, yes, ma'am. She goes, you're Ruskin, right? <laughs> and I, I was like, uh, one of three things popped in my mind. One, is that a compliment? Two is that like a disc or three? Do we look anything alike? My the the answer to the third question I think is no. I don't I don't think there's any comparison. You do not look between, alike at all. Yeah. <laughs> not at all. Not 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 we, at all. And do we have the same sounding voice? Because I think ours are pretty distinct between the two. But it was a uh, it was funny just to hear you say, "Oh, are you Ruskin?" And I was like, "No." I've been con- I've been confused with you before. Um, at, at, well, at, that's a compliment, is it? Um, no, I, I didn't not. take it that way. I had a guy that uh, was like, "I like your show, man." I'm like, "Okay, thank you." And I thought he was talking about me. He's like, "Oh, but you know that that Chuck guy." And I'm like, ah, "All right, I don't want to." There it is. Yep. So, Ed, <laughs> uh, Zach, hey. uh, this was I want to say after the Mississippi State game, and I'm in eternal misery and despair. Derek's having fun because <laughs> even after losses, he somehow finds the shining light. And this one guy, like, he gave his take about the game. And he goes, oh, by the way, Derek, your show's better than Ty's show. And then he hung <laughs> We were dying laughing. It was so funny. But is uh, that was just uh, – that that I thought that was hilarious yeah. today when she told me that. That's, I, and I, we get all kinds of feedback on things like that. And, I, look, I enjoy it. If, if, you, if you love us, hate us, you know, just keep listening. That's really all I care about. Do you need a reliable roofing company that you can call at a moment's notice? United Roofing and Waterproofing is the answer to your issue. Joey Vivano and his team service commercial, residential, and industrial roofs. Consultations are always free, and you can schedule them online at unitedrw.com. Call Joey at 479-312-7369. That's 312-7369. You can also check out United Roofing and Waterproofing on Facebook and Instagram. Bet Online is your number one source for all of your betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, and more. 
Bet online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available to play right on your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign in today and get in on the action. Remember to use the promo code BLEAV, that's B-L-E-A-V, for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, where the game starts. Ruskin and Zach Show, Ruskin out sick today. Ty is filling in, and uh, we'd like to welcome in Jimmy Dykes, who is... Uh, you see him on ESPN, you see him around town, and uh, he's, he's one of the most knowledgeable basketball people I know. Jimmy, how you doing? I'm doing great. If you hear my uh, smoke alarm go off in the background, I was trying to make a snack, and he got a little carried away. <laughs> Ignore it, and let's move on. Okay. All right. You going air fryer? You going George Foreman grill? How we do it? How do we set it on fire? No, it was a, it was a, it, it was a toaster. I was just making a simple... Like an English muffin with peanut butter and honey on it, some bananas, you know, just trying to stay healthy. And I look back and the, the thing's almost on fire. So, <laughs> Okay, well, if, if it goes off, just go outside and, uh, and call the fire department and, uh, and we'll take it. Speaking of which, I owe your wife an apology. Uh, yesterday, uh, she was coming out of uh, a parking lot at Harbor High School as I was pulling in to drop my daughter off at yep. basketball pa- practice. And I went by her a little quickly, and she shot me a look that I'm sure you've seen on occasion. So if you would just just pass that along to her that you know hey my bad it was six thirty in the morning I wasn't awake and we were late for practice. <laughs> there's there's people not just you there's people that drive a hundred miles an hour in the Harbor High School parking lot. I'm one of them. It's crazy. I'm absolutely. You're, and you're one, one of them. them. Yeah. yeah, I'm one of. Well, we were late and, for practice, and, and, so uh, uh, it, it wasn't I, necessarily I, my fault. I know the look, by the way. I know the look. <laughs> it was just one of those. What are you, an idiot? Looks, and I'm like, well, yeah, but you know, I'm late, so. Uh, hey, uh, let, let's talk some basketball. I got Ty Richardson alongside here. Ty's going to fire. He's he's very excited about the the Razorback basketball team. What did you see the other night? Well, I think yeah, there's there's reason to be excited about this team. Uh, I if you look at talent, how important talent is, how important guard play is, how important having a future pro or two and how important it is to be old in college basketball these days. Arkansas is pretty good in all those areas right now. And they're going to be tested incredibly tough in their non-conference. And then the SEC, I I think this is my – and I'm starting my 27th year with ESPN, but I've been in the SEC for probably the last 12 or 15 of that. And it's the best it's ever been from 1 through 9 or 10. I, I really feel like going in this year, there's nine or ten legit NCAA tournament teams out of the SEC if they take care of business in the non-conference. Man, I, and I have not been able to say that before. I've always thought seven, maybe eight has been the high, but this is a nine or ten bid, bid to league possibly. So all those things you check off, strength of schedule, all that stuff Arkansas has, now they got to go out and get it done. But I, I, I love that team as well. Coach, you mentioned NBA talent. Trevor Brazil. I mean, here's a three-star coming out of high school, starts his journey in Columbia, makes his way to Fayetteville, tears his ACL, and doesn't look like there's anything that he's coming off of. I mean, through two exhibition games and the opener on Monday night, what have you seen from Arkansas star forward to this point? Yeah, Ty, I think the knee is uh, – he has great trust in his knee, which that's usually the last thing that comes back from an injury. It's not the physical part of it. It's the trust part of it. I, th- I think he showed in the first 10 minutes of the game the other night that he trusts that knee. Uh, he is a legitimate first-round draft pick, if not a lottery pick, if not a high lottery pick. Uh, if, he, if he continues to play at the level that I expect he's going to play at this year, uh, you know, in order to be a lottery pick at that size, you've got to be uh, – tremendous athlete which he is with a, a lot of courage a lot of pop at the rim driving the ball but then those last check marks on most scouts are how well does he shoot it so you know if he continues to shoot the ball at a good clip from the three-point line he has everything else you're looking for and he's and he's only going to get better like you mentioned he was a three-star kid coming out of high school so his his growth plates are still not they're still not filled in as a basketball player and guys, guys are that size and that length and that have that quickness and speed. They're rare. They, they really are. So, um, you know, he's a potential SEC player of the year. And I know Wade Taylor from Texas A&M, I believe, was the preseason player of the year. It depends on which, which one you're looking at. But 
uh, he's going to have a chance. If Arkansas has the type of year that they're capable of having and, and he's leading the charge, you're looking at one of the best players in the country. Talking with uh, ESPN's Jimmy Dykes. Jimmy, I did send a text to the Springdale Fire Department. They are ready, uh, should you need them. Uh, if, you set your, if you set the toaster on fire, they're good to go. Um, it feels like, and, and you know, we all know how this goes. For the first month and a half, Muss is going to play 11 guys, 12 guys, and then it's going to get cut to about nine, and then it's going to get cut to the seven that he trusts. And when he gets to that point, uh, you know, then then we can start to make some, I guess, some some long range projections about how this team is going to go. When do you start to get look at a team and go, okay, I've got enough data points to know kind of where they are? Well, for for Coach Muss, it's been you know mid from mid January on in his in his track record because they they have struggled some uh, in his last two or three years in non conference and in, in conference play. Excuse me, early, but they always figured out a push the right button. And that's going to be another, I guess, hurdle for this group. You know, you bring in all these new guys. Uh, some have played in NCAA tournaments, some have not. But they, they all come in here wanting to be a part of a winning program because Arkansas is so good at, at going deep, deep, deep into the into the weeds in terms of the background checks on their transfer portal kids. Uh, but when that list does get cut from playing nine or ten to seven or eight, maybe sometimes six and a half or seven in tight games in the second half. How's the chemistry going to hold up? How's the, how's the locker room going to feel? I mean, you're looking at older guys that all realize I came here with maybe one year left, maybe, maybe two, maybe there's a guy that they brought in that has two years left. I haven't looked at the roster that in that much detail, but that's when you find out who we really are going to be. And it's not when things are going well, you know, it's not when, you're rolling and, and you're sitting there as a top four or five seed for the NCAA tournament in, in January. But when you get punched in the nose, like you're getting knocked around in this league this year, what happens to your team? Do you fall apart? Do you come together? And that's, you don't know. We don't know that about any team, but especially a team that's built out of the portal year after year, uh, like Arkansas is doing. But Muss has had a great touch and of keeping that locker room tight if not making it tighter down the stretch. And I don't think I'll see anything different this year from him in that. Eight seniors scholarship-wise on this roster, Coach. And I i mean, this is the, in terms of minutes played, not necessarily in Fayetteville, but in terms of college basketball, you'd be hard-pressed to find other teams with that amount. And you mentioned the chemistry aspect. To me, when I watch this team, is whether it's L. Ellis, Caleb Battle, Tremont Mark, even Devo, as we saw in the NCAA tournament, you have four or five guys, that, and Trevin, too, that can go for 20-plus. Is that what you've noticed about this roster thus far, that it doesn't have to be one guy like two years ago with J.D. Note, that you can have several guys that can just absolutely fill it up? Yes, Ty. Well, first of all, my daughter just texted me, Kennedy, and she got in her car at school driving a cheerleading practice. I need to tell her, do not speed, even if you're going to be late. <laughs> Young lady, do not speed. First of all, we need to get that cleared up. Uh-huh. Uh, secondly, Ty, um, yeah, you, when you, if I just had to describe Arkansas from 30,000 feet, uh, they are loaded up with guards and wings, which is of great value in March. You know, look at, look at Florida Atlantic last year. They had all those Six four to six six guys, and 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 a legit seven footer on the inside. But that guard play, even with the national champion the UConn, Miami, that got there, that guard play drives it, man. In in, in February, March, in, in hard, meaningful ball games, and Arkansas is loaded up in that area. Not just defensively, the pressure they can put on you and take away an inside post player like Zach Eady with their ball pressure, but different guys can just go and get you a basket, and. You mentioned they have multiple guys that can go get twenty. I, I I think they also have multiple guys who can just go get you one or two when you got to have it. You know what I'm saying? So that's 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 a, that's a real plus for Arkansas. I, I'm I'm looking at nationally. I, you know, I I have to keep my eyes nationally, not just look at college basketball through the eyes of Arkansas. But I'd look at nationally and where does Arkansas sit right now? I like them a lot. I've seen Kansas in, in person. Uh, Legit, but no depth. We've seen what Purdue. We've seen, we've seen them struggle. We've seen Michigan State already get knocked twice already. Once in exhibition, and against James Madison. Uh, uh, Duke is the real deal. I think that game. Uh, I I don't have that game that night. I had the game prior to that when Tennessee of North Carolina feeds right into Arkansas at Duke. Those are two powerful, powerful games. 
all four of those teams are legit Final Four contenders. I think I'll, we'll see about North Carolina, but uh, that's a you know that's from a national perspective right now. You start going around looking at the ACC, the Big Ten, the Big Twelve, the SEC. What teams out of those leagues can, can are actually built right now to make a deep run? Arkansas is no doubt in that conversation. No, no doubt. Talking with ESPN's Jimmy Dykes. Jimmy, I want to get. I mean, like you said, you travel around. You keep, you know, your eye on the national on the national scene. Are you getting the impression that it's getting harder and harder for high school seniors to find jobs, for lack of a better term, at the Power Five level as coaches like Eric Musselman maybe take one or two and build their teams through the transfer portal? Are we going to see a lot more freshmen sort of going to you know the Group of Five schools rather than the Power Five? I don't think there's any doubt about it. Yeah, because you're 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 holding on to two, three, four, five slots in the spring for the transfer portal, and I get it. I mean, I'm not coaching anymore, but I get it. Like, why would you not wait and take a proven commodity at the college level that's played anywhere from 30 games to to 100 games, 90 games in their career? They've they've proven it, as opposed to a, a kid coming out of high school that they've done really well against high school competition, but it's a huge step up. So. I, I, there's, there's no question that there's fewer uh, talented high school kids automatically jump into the Power Fives. Uh, so as a result, those those mid-majors, however you want to describe them, they're going to get a better quality of kid initially. Now, can they hold on to them? Uh, that, that's, the, that's the struggle that all the mid-major coaches I talk to have right now. They they're become, so worried. With, did they almost uh, become well, like a, a farm system in a way? Yeah, yeah, I yeah, know, exactly. So when you go play... If you're James Madison and you just played at Michigan State and you had a guard go for 25, when they're going through the handshake line, you're you're worried about hey, what what's being said to my guy who just put 25 on you here. So it's but that's just that that, that ship has sailed. We're gone, and that's that's part of it. Um, pl- player retention is huge. Never in any college sport have we had a time where coaches are having to re-recruit their team not every year almost every week, that's where we're at. You get a kid that's disgruntled, he's starting for you on Monday and he's in the portal the following Monday and, and, and getting ready to head out of here. So there's a lot on those guys' plates, but um, it's it's not going to change. I, it does make college basketball, I think, really exciting a little bit when teams are changing so much, the roster turnover and the roster change. Uh, but there is benefit, guys. There's still a lot of benefit. That we're having returning two or three key guys like UConn did last year, like Tennessee has this year, like Texas A&M has this year. You know, Arkansas has got a couple. Uh, it's really hard to do if you're bringing all portal guys in. I think you need to have a couple of good holdovers uh, to have your progress sped up a little bit as a team. And, and Ty, hang, I got just one more question. I've got just kind of a follow up on this. Do you think in we talk about, you know, in football, we talk about coaches being in the player development business. Do you think coaches are sort of getting out of that mold where it's like, well, I can get a guy who's been in, in college basketball for two years as a senior, get him for one year. I don't have – all I have to do is kind of sand off the edges rather than take a project and try and build him up. Yeah, because you're you got to win now. I mean, that's – I don't care what level you're at. You win the Missouri Valley Conference or the SEC, you got to win now as a coach, and you know it. So your your job is to put the best um, quality program team you can and you're starting five on that floor every night. And so you're building your roster based upon who are the best five we can put out there. And like I said, you're going to take a kid that's proven himself over I – mean, you just tell me right now, who would you if you're Arkansas, would you have rather brought in the Battle or, or Ellis or Tremont Mark? Or a top fifty high school kid last year that maybe you could or couldn't have not have gotten. I can tell you, where I'm going. I'm going with the three guys out of the portal that they got in that have proven it at a high level. There's a maturity about him. There's a there's an urgency about him, knowing that I've only got one year left. I got to go here, and I've got got to be coachable. I can't fight coaching. If I do, I'm out. I have no place to play after this. There's a double transfer. So there's a lot of value in those older kids if you do your homework as detailed as Arkansas does, and and I know they do. I. I I've talked to them about all the ways they go about digging deep into, is this kid going to fit us? And they do it as well as anybody. And actually, Musselman did it before the transfer portal was cool. He was doing it at Nevada. 
Yeah, he definitely was uh, making waves even before it kind of got going, like you're saying. Jimmy Dykes with us here on the McCarty, Def- uh, McCarty Daniel Hotline. So you referenced the Duke game. 21 days out, 8.15 ESPN following your broadcast of Tennessee and North Carolina. Is that going to live up to the hype like everyone thinks it's going to? Is it going to be the atmosphere that some of us took in, not myself, but others took in when UNLV came here back in 91? Kind of feels like it. I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I got my mind right now around Memphis and Missouri on Friday, but uh, I, I know with all the, what are we, 30 years out from the national championship game, Arkansas versus Duke, I mean, we're, we're somewhere in that neighborhood. So, but regardless of that, I mean, Duke is probably going to come in as the number one team in the country. Like, Kyle Filipowski is a, is a lottery pick. They, they've got, you know, a phenomenal freshman recruiting class, and they've got older guys back, so they're legit top three or four teams. Uh, Duke, I don't think, has ever been to Arkansas. And we all know Arkansas fans are, are fanatics about their program. Sometimes they see it realistically, sometimes they don't. But that game is going to be a monster, monster game. It has priority. That night has high priority on our in our ESPN family right now. Um, Arkansas will be coming off of the Battle for Atlantis, where I'll, I'll be um, with them for three days, and it's going to be a, a it's going to be a high high level game. But you're trying to set yourself up for let's just say that Arkansas has the potential to be a number one or two seed or three seed. Those are the kind of games you have to win if you're going to do it. And that's how that's the importance of that game. Look, same way with Duke. If, same way with Duke. If you're looking for a spotter for that trip to Atlanta, <laughs> I got nothing going on that weekend. I'm, I'm absolutely available. Um, you know, look, I, I, I and I'm, you got to watch it with that. Uh, not, the '94 thing was 30 years ago. I was a junior that year, and uh, and you know, saying it was Jeez. 30 years ago. Thank you. Yeah, it, it hurts a little. I was in the building that night. Hey, Jimmy, I know you guys get asked to do this stuff and all your your preseason. You know, all all the shows that you do. You kind of laugh a little bit when people start trying to pick a national champion because it's literally like trying to win the lottery. I mean, nobody knows anything at this point. And then if Jimmy Dykes goes out and picks Tennessee to win the national title, suddenly you can't go to church on Sunday because people want to have a talk with you. <laughs> yeah. Laugh is a good way. Laugh is one way I look at it. Yes, that's, a, that's very true because you're really you're guessing right now with all those preseason we polls. We don't know anything. We don't know anything. Even those of us that are supposed to know a lot, we don't know anything because you got to wait till the games start playing. I mean, who would have thought that you know, Michigan State would lose to James Madison at home? You know, right right off the bat, when everyone is saying they're a Final Four team and this is the year that the Big Ten is going to end their twenty-two year drought now to have a national champion, and and it's early. I mean, Tom's a great coach. He can they can certainly be a Final Four team when you look at their pieces, but there's, there's so much guess involved. You just you don't know, you know. You, all you can do right now is start to watch games. I don't pay so much attention to the score when I watch games. I look at the, like how does this team really play? Is their style going to hold up on a neutral floor in away games in conference play? Do they have depth? Do they have a pro or two? Do they have guys like Ty mentioned just go get you one when the offense breaks down? Like, there's a lot you got to look at beside win and loss records. You know, when you're in, in my position as an analyst. Uh, but it's a, it's, I know college basketball this year is like every year. We're going to have surprises. We're going to have huge moments. We're going to have teams that disappoint. I believe UConn last year started the year not even ranked in the top 25. They end up the national champion. So you never know where a team's going to come from like Florida Atlantic did last year. Jimmy, you're the best. Thanks so much for hopping on and saving me today. Oh, yeah, anytime, man. I always right. love listening to you guys. Ty, have a good afternoon, man. Best of luck Thanks, with the Jimmy. toast. Appreciate it. Jimmy Dykes. See you guys. ESPN. See him on uh, the call. What do you say? Memphis and Missouri. That's a small tilt in a couple of days. Hi, everybody. This is Chris George from Joshua Sign Jewelry in beautiful downtown Russell. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Christmas gifts, weddings, heirloom family treasures. And at Joshua's Fine Jewelry, we only have one sale every year, and it's right now. Every single item in our store is value priced for Christmas. We do custom one-of-a-kind jewelry. If that's what you're looking for, come see us. You can get anything fixed for a Christmas gift. Selection, quality, service, and Christmas red tag prices now through Christmas at Joshua's Fine Jewelry in beautiful downtown Russell. 
Hey, sports fans, don't let plumbing issues throw you off your game. Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric is here to tackle those pesky drain blockages and ensure your water heater is always in MVP form. With Pascal's world-class service, you can count on a winning play every time. Whether it's a quick drain clear or a water heater touchdown, Pascal's got the expertise to keep your home running smoothly. Stay in the game and leave the plumbing to the pros. Schedule your service online anytime at gopascal.com. Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. Thanksgiving dinner will be memorable this year at the historic Arlington Resort Hotel and Spa in Hot Springs. Thursday, November 23rd from 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. in the Venetian Dining Room, you'll have a salad bar, carving station, hot buffet items, and desserts featuring traditional and unique items. Over 12 dine for $58 per person, under 12 for $29, and under 6 eat free. Reservations required. Must have credit card to hold reservations. Call 501-623-7771 or log on at arlingtonhotel.com slash dining for reservations and complete menu items. DQ is going to do her thoughts now. DQ, are you prepared? Oh, yeah, I am. Okay, excellent. So DQ has her thoughts as we do it each and every Wednesday. Uh, she has her thoughts on just random things, and I believe she may be looking ahead to a holiday. I am. Okay. Everyone hates when you skip Thanksgiving. Right. But, including me. But Christmas shopping needs to be done now. So you need to plan ahead for these I things. put a hard date on my Christmas shopping of the 15th. Everything has to be ordered yeah. by November the 15th. Okay, so last year I did a list of things you should and should not get your significant other. Okay. Um, this year, uh, I, I'm just assuming that a, the audience has like daughters, like teenage daughters. Um, so I put together a list of things that like a teenage girl would want define teenage girl for me probably anywhere from 12 to 18 so kinsey would fall in yeah okay excellent i i I have pen i have paper i am all ears yeah so um i try to do a mix between like small gifts stocking stuffers Mm -hmm. middle tier and then like the the, you know the big gift the big ticket item that costs 1300 dollars. obviously uh every every girl is different and so these are kind of just like if you got these things, it would always be appreciated. Okay, you know, and they're I, I, and they're useful. I she gave me a list. I didn't like it, so let's uh, let's roll. What do you got? Okay, so the first on my list is jewelry, but um, I'm not saying go to a jeweler or go to anything. Jewelry. I'm saying go to Amazon. They have very inexpensive jewelry packs that you can buy. I would always read the reviews on quality, but most, more than likely, they're going to be decent quality. You know, they're not like, you know, pure gold and silver, but they're, it's fine. Question. Yeah. Kenzie is into the rings. Yeah. She's, she's got they have of, ring packs okay, she, too. I mean, she's got like, I mean, she's got the Mr. T starter set going. Yeah. Uh, this, this is cool, right? Yeah. Right. I would always make sure that um, Sterling Silver is somewhere around the names okay. of these little packs. Uh, but like I said, they're pretty inexpensive probably under twenty dollars um something that's really popular right now is like small hoop earrings and if you if you google that on amazon or you put that in on amazon you'll be able to find a bunch of packs i would just make sure gold or silver you make sure you know what your daughter's preference is love it also i do apologize i don't know anything about teenage boys so i cannot help (laughs) sorry this is is i will not help you with what you should get your son conversation if it happens to apply to you so be it okay Mm -hmm. the next um this is like a very practical one but a phone charging stand last year what is that okay so with the iphone um 12 and up you can have the option where the back glass is, um, like you can charge your phone through the back glass. Basically, you have one. I do. Let me see it. Um, okay, yeah, yeah, so, yeah, okay, okay. So my my dad got me a phone charging stand last year, and it also I can charge like my Apple Watch and my AirPods if they have like those items too. I use it every single day. It's probably one of the most useful gifts I've ever ever gotten. Okay. Because I, you charge your phone every day. You need to charge, you know, your things. Especially so, if you, like me, have what you, what people call like the entire Apple ecosystem, which I I do have. So it's just it's very useful. Um, I don't know where he got it though, so I do apologize. I don't have like I, I think an exact can, brand. I think, I think we can Google it. Yeah. Okay. The next, um, 
right now for some strange reason, like skincare things are very in right now. Um, Define. So what I'm what I'm thinking is that this can be used as kind of a stocking stuffer, mm -hmm. like little pimple patches. They make cute ones yes. with like hearts like and Hello stars. And then, like, any kind of, like, serum, brightening serum or something, and then face masks, okay? There are a thousand options from each of these to choose from. Uh-huh. And you do not have to go with the expensive ones. Ulta is a great place to get all of this stuff, but also TJ Maxx. Okay, now, DQ, for a 50-year-old a male, Ulta is terrifying. Yeah. Because we, we don't know our way around. Yeah. Do they provide guides there? Like, if you, like, like when you go up uh, Mount Everest, they give you like a Sherpa to go up. If you ask a Ulta worker, they will, they will help okay. you. Okay. Okay. Cool. But also, TJ Maxx also has all of these things for a lot cheaper. All right. Okay. Fair enough. The next is the Stanley Cup. Now, there are some specifics you have to get into with the Stanley you're, Cup. You're talking about a coffee mug. It's a tumbler, technically. Okay. So, it's they're. Obviously, they're very, very popular. Um, we're getting 30. We're getting so many texts right now. This is very helpful. Keep okay. going. Okay. So, specifically, the 30 ounce or the 40 ounce cup, they make a 20 ounce. It doesn't have a handle. Like, obviously, your daughter is going to be appreciative of what they, what they got, but get the handle, the 30 ounce or 40 ounce one. Okay. Stay away when you're ordering it online. Stay away from the metallic colors. Metallic colors are very popular in the Yeti cup. In the Stanley, they are not popular. <laughs> they do not sell. Okay. Okay. Um, so I would go with like the purple, blue, pink, or green colors. Okay. They're they're pretty. Everyone likes them. Okay. okay. The Stanley cup. Um, I don't know how long they like take to get shipped. So I would get that. If you're going to get that, I would think about ordering it now. All right. Okay. Next is, I'm sorry. This is also a long list. Like I have a lot left to go. Keep going. Yeah. We'll, uh, okay. Yeah. We'll tell you when we hit the limit. Okay. Maybe we do it in two parts. Also, they someone said they do make knockoff Stanley cups. Yes. Okay. Um, they have them at Target. They have them on Amazon. You can buy like the knockoff Stanley. Um, you know. Okay. So next is makeup bags. I would not ever recommend you. As a parent, try to guess what kind of makeup your daughter wears. Oh, that's when wears. you ask. That's when you ask. And if you want it to be a surprise, um, go with the makeup bags. Um, it's easy. It's an everyday thing. She's going to pull it out. Like, she's going to pull out a makeup bag every single day. Um, they have really cute ones on Amazon. Right now, something that's really popular is called the Preppy Patch Bags. Um, they have, like, giant letters. Think of, like, 2012 <laughs> Justice This is great clothing. information. Um, patch bags. It's, okay. They're very popular. Okay. Next, another kind of stocking stuffer, uh, claw clips. What is that? Hair bands are kind of out. Like, are those those big things that look like monster clips, hands? Yeah. Okay. okay. Go to Amazon. Good packs. Good quality. Um, I would recommend like a mix of like beige and bright colors. Mm -hmm. Try to get a variety. Um, and see if... Uh, just look for like the thicker plastic ones, the ones that you know look, look durable. Okay. Okay. Claw clips, got it. Um, they're you, you are. I'm, I'm literally going super on Amazon. popular. I'm going on Amazon later. I'm buying all of this. Yeah. And I'm good. They're super popular. Way better for your hair than um a hair tie. Okay. Um, but obviously you can't wear them during sports and stuff. So. No. Okay. The next is the Lego flower bouquet. All right, go on. Okay. So Legos right now are super popular. Like that's going to be a good gift for anybody. Obviously, you know your daughter better than I do. So if there's other sets that you know specifically she would like because they have like Marvel, Harry Potter, Disney, all of that stuff, you know, go for that. But the flower bouquet are like universally loved. <laughs> um, okay. My favorite is the wildflower one. You can get these on Amazon or you can find them at Target. Okay. So you're you are going to be able to get these in store if you don't like online shopping. Uh, Bradley and Conway has looked up the charging station, and he is uh, he is grateful. Yeah. All right. Okay. So the next is going to be like a bigger gift item. Uggs. Uggs are back. They're I don't back? know why. I've never owned a pair of Uggs. My parents would never. They're expensive. My, my parents would never, ever let me buy, like, have a pair. They said I destroyed shoes too quickly. Yeah. Um. 
So I have two kinds of Uggs that are super, super in right now. Okay. Um, they're called the Wiz- the Women's Tasman Slippers. T A S M A N Tasman Slippers. Um, if you can find these in your daughter's size, um, and they're not sold out, go for the color chestnut. Okay, chestnut. Okay. They're it's brown. They also have a lighter brown that would probably work. They just, you know, they have like a black color and a pink color, but that's not going to go Thank with you. every this single is, this outfit. Is brilliant. Okay. Um, and then the second kind of Uggs that are really, really popular right now are called the Ugg Classic Minis and the Ugg Classic Ultra Minis. Mini Uggs, you know, they don't go uh, all the way up to the calf. Um, platform shoes are really in style and they make platform Uggs. Mm-hmm. So if you like, have a preference or you know your daughter has a preference like something just to consider okay okay Uggs now, are i'm gonna stop you really right here in be- i'm gonna stop you right here because we're gonna we're gonna go on with the list here but you're gonna have to answer these texts okay during the break dq will answer your texts for you so just just relax okay <laughs> okay we're getting a lot of slow down t- dq will answer answer it for you okay okay i also have a i have this in like a google doc form so we can post this on our post um, it on like the, twitter post, post it on the twitter okay um, so my next one is another big gift. Uh, obviously y'all have been making fun of me, making fun of me for it for like the last three years, but uh-huh. a record player, oh, good. they're back. No, they're not. Everyone knows they're back. If your daughter has expressed interest in a record player, I must say, I must emphasize this with my whole entire <laughs> being. Do not get her a suitcase record player. Like if, an actual. If like, you if you Google record player, that's one of the first ones to um like pop up because they're the cheapest. Do not get those. They destroy records. They don't last. The sound quality is not good. Okay, I would recommend. There are really nice record players. Um, they're gonna be like two hundred, three hundred dollars. Okay, I would recommend the Victrola Quincy six and one nostalgic record player. Okay, that's okay. That's as specific as I can get. Okay. Okay. I have received this record player as a gift, and I have also purchased this record player as a gift. I got that record player probably four or five years ago. I've never had a single issue with it. It has a CD player. It has Bluetooth. It has a way you can connect it to, like, a radio. I don't. I can't figure that out, but I don't, don't need it. Um, so I would really... That would be the one I would okay. recommend. Um, you can find them on Amazon. Sometimes it's, that's kind of a thing. They're, it's going to be about $90 to $110. Okay. Nothing um, wrong with that. Sometimes Kohl's has them cheaper than Amazon or their website. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Crosley. Do Crosley's not get the, the Crosley we, okay. suitcase one. They're not good. But the one I have and the one I've purchased is like, it's it's pretty good. Okay. Or- Laura at the All-American Steakhouse just said, please post this list. Yeah. We, we're going to put it on Twitter, at uh, Ruskin Zach. DQ will put it up. DQ's got about 1,000 texts she needs to answer. Give us one more. Okay. Can I actually have two more? You can have as many as okay. you want. Okay. So, obviously, these are great stu- uh, stocking stuffers, gift cards, candles, socks. Um, these are things you can never, ever go lo- wrong with. I would recommend, like, Starbucks 7-Brew gift cards. Um, <laughs> you know, that's pretty... Um, uh, candles from Bath and Body Works, they have sales all the time, three for like 20 or something. So I would recommend going there for candles. Okay. Um, okay. But my last point that I'm going to make is that if your daughter is a Taylor Swift fan, okay, which listen up, more than likely she is, but if your daughter is a Taylor Swift fan, I do not recommend at this point I do not recommend ordering anything off of taylorswift.com, like her official merch store. One, it's not going to come in time, okay? The the times for her website are horrendous. The quality of the merch is not good enough for the price of the merch. I would just absolutely not recommend um, getting anything off of that website. Um, if you're going... If she likes, if your daughter likes the music, they have the vinyls and CDs at Target and Walmart. Um, I would recommend going there because you don't have to pay for shipping and you know it's not going to get damaged in shipping and it's going to come in time. And that's the most important If you order something off of taylorswift.com right now, it will not come in time for Christmas. It'll be here about like mid-January. So (laughs) 
<laughs> I just want to recommend it. All right, there you go. That's outstanding. DQ will answer your uh, uh, text. You're listening to the Ruskin and Zach podcast brought to you by United Roofing and Waterproofing. Here to help with all your residential and commercial roofing needs. Call Joey and his team at 479-312-7369 or check them out online at unitedrw.com. Join the local conversation on the McClarty Daniel Hotline, 866-285-4005. McClarty Daniel, a vehicle for every lifestyle. Welcome to McClarty Daniel Country. With six giant locations and over 3,000 vehicles, Northwest Arkansas is McClarty Daniel Country. Stop by one of our showrooms today to shop our full lineup of cars, trucks, and SUVs. McClarty Daniel is proud to be your premier automotive destination. Need service? We work on all makes and models six days a week. Plus, our full-service collision center can repair anything from a minor ding to a major collision. Have you visited McClarty Daniel Country? Visit us online at McClartyDaniel.com. It's football season at your neighborhood Buffalo Wild Wings. And with 64-inch TVs, beer, burgers, and, you know, wings, Buffalo Wild Wings is the best choice to watch the big game. So bring the gang and join us this football season at your local Buffalo Wild Wings in Bryant, Little Rock, Sherwood, Conway, Jonesboro, and Fort Smith. Buffalo Wild Wings, beer, wings, sports, and your home for any game. Roar! We've, uh, we've been prepping you all day. Uh, Andrew Hutchinson is on the phone, and we're going to talk to him about, um, about, about, about some Razorback-related stuff. Probably get a baby update and a spreadsheet update as well. Hutch, how you doing, man? Doing good. How about you? How's the sleep going? Uh, it's it's going. You know, it's uh, still getting up at 5 o'clock every morning. But uh, other than that, you know, it's, I'm, I'm getting by. I saw your parents on Friday night, and uh, they, they looked like they were going out for a, a fun night. Uh, and I think you were stuck at home, is, is what I was told. But I'm going to give you um, just a preview of what you're about to get. My uh, my 12-year-old just sent me this text. It says, when I get out of college, I'm going to live in a van with a dog, maybe some reptiles and a cat, get away from life, and have a job online. <laughs> that sounds like the dream. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? Oh, man. Um, yeah. So uh, look forward to that. All right, so let's, uh, let's start with signing day today because um, – there was a, a little bit of confusion early, and I guess it was just more um, uh, in process. But uh, Arkansas gets Jalen Shelley, a six-eight-three, out of uh, uh, Link Academy up in Branson. I'm going to ask you about that, and then tomorrow Elohim's supposed to sign at a ceremony at his school. Yeah, I think both of them technically have signed, based on what I've seen some some reporting, both by I think Rivals and Twenty Four Seven both have reported, I guess he's gone ahead and signed his paperwork. That's that's the thing with these all signing day ceremonies. You can have the ceremony on Thursday and sign your paperwork on Wednesday. We see that with football all the time. And, uh, you know, they, they go ahead and get the paperwork sent in earlier and then can do the whole party shindig thing uh, after the fact. But, I mean, two, two really solid pickups for Arkansas. I mean, Eric Mussman, all he does, Whenever he does sign high school kids, he signs highly recruited four-star guys. Uh, every high school player now that he has signed uh, since becoming the head coach at Arkansas has been a member of the ESPN 100. Uh, it's pretty remarkable what he's done the last, I think, I guess it's four or five classes now. He's signed more top 100 kids than Arkansas had signed like the previous, I don't remember the exact stat off the top of my head, but it's like over the last like 12 classes combined or something ridiculous like yeah, that. It's, it's so. insane. I mean, just the quality of player he's getting. We haven't seen this since the Nolan Richardson days. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, not all of them are going to pan out. That's what people, I mean, people look at, well, he signed, you know, four stars, say Chance Moore or whatever, and he transfers out after a year. Or, you know, even Darian Ford and Barry Dunning last year. Uh, but you're also going to get those that hit, you know, I mean, <laughs> You still got, you know, Anthony Black and, and Jordan Walsh both hit last year. Who knows what Nick Smith could have been if he didn't get hurt. But, you know, look at, you know, that first class. I mean, I, I'd say three of the four hit with Devo and, and Moses and Jalen Williams. Uh, that's that's a pretty good hit, right, even though K.K. Robinson turned out to, you know, not work out here at Arkansas. Had a nice first game at Little Rock, by the way. He's there yeah. now. Um, Wrote a piece but, I mean, on that. Yep, yep. And, uh, but, yeah, I mean, it's it, – that. The the key is is getting as many high caliber guys as you can because the chances of them succeeding are higher. Just look at Alabama; they bring in all these five star, high four star guys. Not all of them pan out, but those that do, you end up being really, really good. 
So we got a chance to see them, you know, in their first official game. We've now seen, you know, three, you know, two exhibitions, one one game. What, a couple of quick takeaways from you. I mean, you've been doing this long enough. The streak's still alive. So what? Um, well, at what point do you start counting again? <laughs> it's it's going to be a while before I start counting again. I'd like to think that the streak will not die for a while now, uh, especially on this year's team. That's probably my number one takeaway based on. Uh, what we've seen so far is just they can really, really shoot the ball. Um, you know, I went back and looked at last year's, you know, red-white game, exhibition games, and season opener just to kind of see how they were shooting to see if it's any, you know, if there was any quote-unquote fool's gold. And they were shooting about 31%, and they shot 31% for the season. This year, you look at the red-white game, two exhibitions and season opener, and they're shooting about 39%. And if I mean, that, that's a pretty high number. I don't know if that's sustainable for an entire year, but uh, based on last year, it was pretty sustainable uh, <laughs> in a bad way. So uh, I, I think that's probably my number one takeaway is, like, this team can really, really shoot. And that's even with Jeremiah Davenport, who you think is going to be one of your sharpshooters, mm-hmm. having an off game, going one of six. You know, Joseph Pinion only shot two the entire game. He made one of them. So I mean, he technically shot 50%, but on a low volume. And you still shot forty percent on thirty attempts as a team. That's that's a really encouraging stat for me. Let's talk about uh, Bayfall um, fouled out of the game in, in just a few minutes. Of, uh, just inexperience. Not. Uh, I mean, th- he felt like coming in. This was a project. Uh, you know, a guy that you were going to develop over time. But um, you know, just some. some I guess some uh, overall takeaways from his game. Yeah, he, he's a guy that I think needs to develop. You know, I think he probably needs to, to bulk up, get a little bit stronger. Uh, adapt to the college game a little bit. Um, so I think that's kind of what we're going to see this year. You know, he fouled out. So did Layden Blocker. Uh, both of the guys that fouled out in the first game were the two freshmen. Uh, and I think Eric Musselman said it perfectly after the game is like those freshmen they're they got to learn when to be aggressive and maybe when not to be so aggressive. That was probably Layden Blocker's biggest issue in the game. Is he was just so aggressive and it's like, okay, if you can figure out how to dial that in, then I think he could be a really effective player for you. And same thing with Bay Fall. Like he, he had some really aggressive moments where he, you know, committed some silly fouls, but he also had some really good moments where like, oh wow, there's the athleticism that made him so highly ranked on the recruiting site. So uh both of those guys need a little bit of developing still and then plus the good news is is you've got such a deep team you probably don't have to one hundred percent rely on those guys and count on those guys to contribute, you know, right away. Talking with Andrew Hutchinson at Best of Arkansas Sports. If you need to know anything about what's happening on the Hill, he's the guy. I mean, I'll give you his phone number. You can text him at home, right? <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> <laughs> Got Gardner-Webb coming up Friday. Then you're going to turn around Monday, play to Old Dominion, then UNC Greensboro, and then head to Atlantis. Of course, that Duke game is looming. Is there anybody in the run-up to the Duke game that you think can challenge them? I mean, the that tournament down uh, the battle for Atlantis is going to be, I think, a really you know good, fun, entertaining uh, test. I mean, they've got some some games there that they could that could be tough. Um, I, but I mean, these these games at home, they shouldn't be. I mean, they should they should handle Gardner Webb. They should handle their two games next week. Uh, you know, there's always one that maybe challenges you more than you expected. Uh, you know, I know these teams are all supposed to you know finish kind of high in their in the league. Um, things like that, but I would anticipate their first true challenge to be when they go down to the battle for Atlantis, and then of course you'll come back for for Duke. Uh, that that's going to be a really that's going to be an incredible stretch because you could conceivably in that last game in the battle for Atlantis play North Carolina, uh, and that would be kind of cool if you you managed to play North Carolina and Duke in back to back games. Yeah, that'd be wild, wouldn't it? And those are <laughs> that would be awesome. Obviously, two blue bloods in, in college basketball, and I, I forgot that, it, that Carolina was in that uh, in that tournament. That's a top twenty team. Duke's obviously going to be in the top twenty. They're, Arkansas will be in the top twenty. Uh, you know this this stretcher, and I don't know how much people are going to you know go back to the Purdue you know the, the win in the exhibition game and point at that. I obviously has no bearing on on anything when it comes to tournament time, but I think you gain a little bit of if nothing else, a little bit of confidence from beating a team like Purdue going into a game like Duke. Absolutely, and plus you already proved that you can handle, you know, I think that my biggest thing with the, the Purdue game was how they were able to handle the challenge of facing a guy like Zach Eady. You're probably not going to face another guy like that no. again this year unless you match up with Purdue in the NCAA tournament. And uh, But they, they took the game plan. They took what Eric Mussman 
uh, told, like, kind of came up with, like, you know, the plan to, to slow him down, and, and they implemented it. And that's kind of always the biggest learning curve with Eric Musman teams is because these guys, even if they're older players that have played elsewhere in Division One basketball, they haven't had the, you know, the scouting reports and stuff like the NBA-like things that, that Eric Musman does, and there's a little bit of a learning curve. And uh, they they show that they could handle that, you know, in the first true challenge, the first true game plan they had to come up with against Purdue. And so I think that kind of I should get should give them confidence when they have to come up with whatever game plan it is against a Duke or whoever they may have to play in the bow for Atlanta. That's going to be interesting as they uh, they go forward. One last thing on basketball, then we'll uh, start talking about the football game that happened and the game that is uh, is coming up. Last thing on basketball is. You know, I've asked everybody who's come on and talked about them. When do you start to sort of look at this and go, okay, I can start drawing real conclusions about this? Because you go, you beat Purdue, everybody thinks they're going to win the national championship. Some guy on CBS Sports says Arkansas is you know, the, his pick to win the national title. Everybody gets all wound up. But you know, when is Andrew Hutchinson going to go, okay, after they do this, I can start to draw some real conclusions about who they are? Yeah, I want to see them play some 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 of these top competition, these top games, these games we've been talking about, you know, down in Atlantis, and then also the Duke game, and you know they also have Oklahoma on the schedule. Uh, I want to see what they can do, like in a full like kind of body of work. Now we're starting to get a larger body of work, you know, larger sample size with the exhibitions and the ga- first game or so, but you really don't know what it's going to look like until you face some, you know, maybe stiffer competition. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I like to see what they do in those games. Uh, but I think that Purdue game gives me a lot of confidence. As you said, I mean, it doesn't count in the official record. It doesn't count towards your NCAA tournament resume. It doesn't do anything like that. Uh, but it does give you confidence. Okay. This team can compete with a high caliber opponent, even if, you know, you're not going to find a play a team like Purdue in the SEC. So I, I'd like to see them, you know, make it through, you know, the better part of, uh, the non-conference schedule, I think at the end of November, you know, because I guess that Duke game is at the very end of November, you get through November, you should have a, a lot better idea of how, okay, is this team a legitimate top 10 team that could be fighting for a, you know, one or two seed in the NCAA tournament, or are they just a, you know, a, a, an average top 25 team, or are they, you know, not that? I think the end of November should tell us a lot. Now you, I mean, you go to a lot of games. I said we're one last, one last question on basketball. Where, where's a place you would like to go? to watch a basketball game as a not covering it, just a place you want to go sit, have some popcorn, watch a basketball game. What would be on Hutch's bucket list? I mean, I could give you the, I mean, pretty much all the obvious ones. I mean, I would love to go to Cameron indoor and experience that atmosphere, you know, firsthand, you know, big time ACC matchup against Duke. Um, I'd love to make my way up to Allen Fieldhouse. That's probably a more manageable road trip. Um, and I think that would be a, a fun atmosphere uh, those are the two that really jump out at me. I've been to Rupp before, and it's it's great, you know. Uh, I mean, Bud Walton's a great place to watch a basketball game too. Uh, but I mean, Cameron Indoor and and, and Allen Fieldhouse, you know, I, I'd also like to go up to. I, I wasn't able when they played the I guess it was the 2021 NCAA tournament in Arkansas. Played that game in Hinkle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that uh, cool. I wasn't there for that game, but I, I would love to go up to Hinkle just for the the historic nature of that building. I'm actually going to Fog Allen in a month to see Missouri and Kansas play. So I'm looking forward to that. Ah. I've been to the Palestra, I've been to Cameron, been to the old Carmichael that uh, UNC. It, 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 the only reason I was asking was Fog seems to be one of those places that, I mean, it, it's a bucket list journey. That's the, you know, the birthplace of basketball. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And then, you know, I, I'm jealous. My brother has actually has made that road trip up there to go and go to a game up there. And he said it was awesome. And I, I've looked at tickets before and like, it's, crazy like you'll still be playing a team like Gardner Webb or whatever and the tickets are still you know crazy. 80 to 100 bucks yeah. a pop I'm like man what is going on I guess it's just not as big of a venue as say a Bud Walton no all right let's talk about the football team um big win last weekend in the swamp and I want to get your impressions of Kenny Guyton I talked to a guy who employed him and a guy who worked with him and they all said the same thing which was he's a great communicator really a smart guy we'll get we'll get the best out of the guys that he can and I just, give me some impressions from uh, from Kenny Guyton's first performance. I think that's exactly what happened. I think they needed a, a jolt in the arm, and, and that's exactly what they got. I mean, they seemed to really, really like him based on the comments leading up to the game from players. Uh, and then, of course, seeing all the videos, the reactions after the game. 
it really kind of showed you that, you know, that that's, they really like this guy. And I think that goes a long way. I mean, obviously, it probably can't carry you through these all four last games, but it could at least carry you through that Florida game. Uh, but, I mean, the as far as the play calling is concerned, I mean, we saw a lot of the stuff that I think Sam Pittman has been wanting to see. He said we ran the stuff that, that we practiced. Exactly. And so uh, I, I, that, it's amazing what happens whenever you do that. Yeah, weird, uh, right? Exactly. Now, I don't know, will it happen against Auburn? You know, there's there's game film out there now that Auburn can prepare mm-hmm. uh, with. And, and, you know, Hugh Freeze uh, saw the Kendall Bryles offense last year, and he made the comment on the SEC teleconference today that it was, you know, a lot of the stuff that they saw in the Florida film reminded them of what they saw last year mm-hmm. when they were preparing for the game at Liberty. So uh, going to be a little bit more of a chance. Plus, it's only one week instead of the two weeks that they got last uh, leading up to the Florida game. So uh, I think this Auburn game is going to tell us a lot about Kenny Guyton and maybe his true viability as the you know, full-time OC moving forward if, if he's a true uh, candidate. Still had issues on the offensive line. There were a couple of plays where KJ was getting hit unnecessarily, but it, it looked to me like there was there was a plan. It looked like there was, you know, when, when Florida adjusted and sort of slowed them down a little bit, Kenny Guyton was kind of able to get them out of neutral, and he had answers that previously hadn't been there. Yeah, I mean, you saw KJ roll out a lot more, you know, move the pocket some. He wasn't just doing true dropbacks. Um, you know, I mean, he still got sacked five times, but I think Sam Pittman on Monday said something like two or three of those were actually like true quarterback runs that just got stopped in the backfield. Um, so it, it may not have been as bad as the five sacks maybe indicated. Uh, but still, I mean, the offensive line is still the offensive line. You know, just firing uh, Dan Enos wasn't going to magically make the offensive line better, uh, but they're going to scheme it up a little bit to where, you know, things work better. And I think that was maybe the most frustrating thing. I mean, Sam Pittman said in the Mississippi State game they had like 29 dropbacks, and that number needed to be closer to 8 to 10. Yep. That's a pretty that's a pretty big gap right there. And uh, and I it. I think we saw the results of what happens whenever they do that you know, on, on Saturday against Florida. Pedestrian Florida offense puts up 33 points. Concern there, is that just a one-off deal? I mean, it is a concern, but I mean, the defense has been so good you know, all year. And plus, the first two touchdowns, I think it's at least the first two touchdowns, maybe the first three that Florida scored, they, were, they all started in Arkansas territory. Mm-hmm. I mean, they had, they had great field position from either special team snafus or turnovers, whatever it may be. Um, so I, I'm not overly concerned there. I thought it was a little bit, you know, the defense was put in a bad spot, but it was a little bit surprising there at the end of the game that they just couldn't get the stops they needed to. I mean, Florida almost won it there in regulation with the field goal because they had 44 seconds left. And I and probably every Arkansas fan watching was going, oh gosh, 44 <laughs> seconds. That's plenty of time to get in the field goal range. And lo and behold, it happens. <laughs> so let me ask you about, uh, Courtney Crutchfield, the, uh, the, the, uh, athlete out of uh, Pine Bluff, he committed minutes before the game, you know, kicked off. And I, you know, everybody was like, oh, the, the timing's odd or whatever. You know, they're 16, 17, 18 year old kids are dumb. They do stupid things. He may not have even <laughs> known the game was being played, but, you know, from a, I guess from a recruit, from an optics standpoint, it's not great to have the number one player in your state decommit. If you look at some of the, uh, the recruiting sites, they think Missouri is now where he's headed. Um, that's got to be concerning, but from what I, from what I understand, Crutchfield is going to be on campus this weekend. Yeah, I mean, it's you you really need to reel him back in because this is a a histor- I mean, I guess I could say historically, it's a a very strong in state class with a really really good group of high end talent at the top of it, and you need to keep at least most of it home. I mean, you do have. You know, C.J. Brown, the receiver from Bentonville, the Kobe Branham, the lineman from Portsmouth Southside, uh, the linebacker from Harding Academy. Uh, so they do have some guys still committed. I still have Collins committed from Little Rock Mills, uh, uh, Charleston Collins. Uh, so, I mean, that's a good group, but you're already, you already you have Walker White leaving the state to go to Auburn. Uh, T.J. Lindsey, granted, he's at IMG Academy this year. He's from Bryant going to Auburn. Brian Huff, he already got one guy going to, to Missouri. Um, if you lose another one, that's, that's a lot of guys that you would really like to have that are leaving the state to go to other places in the, the conference. Yeah, it's, and It's funny. like People complain about the state of Arkansas uh, high school football. It's actually really good. There's a lot of quality players inside the walls. 
this class for sure. Yeah. Now, the last couple of classes have been very weak, to, to put it lightly. I mean, the last class, I think it was the fewest, or t- I think it was the fewest in-state players Arkansas signed probably ever. Um, just because they're, I mean, it was Shamar Easter, uh, Joey Sua, and I feel like there's maybe one more that I'm forgetting off the top of my head. But I mean, there, there was not very many in-state kids in this past class, and even the classes before that. That's what made this 2024 class so special. Is they've got so many that are going Power Five, and the top five or six of them are all bona fide, you know, four-star recruits. I mean, Braylon Russell's another one. I just remember he's coming. That he's, you know, committed, decommitted, committed again. You got to hang on to him for sure. But it's it's a really talented class. Hutch, how many spreadsheets we got open right now? Uh, let's see. Uh, I got two of them. We working on anything good? Well, I mean, one of them is like, you know, fun, you know, football database stuff. The other one's less fun, you know, trying to figure out expenses with the new house we're buying. <laughs> so, you know, adult type stuff. Gotcha. That's you're the best. I really appreciate you <laughs> hopping on with me, man. Anytime. Thanks, buddy. It's Andrew Hutchinson from Best of Arkansas Sports. Love having him on and talking about football, basketball, because he knows it all. He's uh, You can catch him online at bestofarkansasports.com. You can also get him on Twitter or X or whatever, calling it at NWA Hutch. This podcast has been presented by Bet Online. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.